Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the second episode of Practice Perspective Podcast. And this podcast is brought to you by Pat Tato Couches. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and all the social medias of Facebook. Um, they are also a podcast network that brings you so many good stuff. And you know what? I really got to give it to them because they inspired me to dive deep down and express myself on this podcast shindig. And you know what? It's fun. And so this second episode of Practice Perspective Podcast is with Maddie Malgrosserna. And what we talk about is... I think what everybody experienced, their experience of life after college and during college and the little minute things in between. And so I really hope you can get something out of this. If you don't, then thank you for listening. Thank you for showing support and try to relate. And you know what? I got to caution and warn you. I really do fuck up my words. I'm all new to this. I'm practicing how to interview and give questions, but I'm, I'm trying to approach it in a different way. And so I'm going to do a recap on the following people that I have interviewed and ask them more about their spiritual life of what they were raised with to believe. And if they're questioning that, if they still have that somewhere deep down in their core psyche to believe or if they apply to something new, you know, the nitty gritty stuff. Because, I told you this before, I'm talking to everyday people like me and you. Not know some famous entrepreneur that made lots of money or acting that has to expound on their success to tell you how to live. These are people like me and you. Average only to others, but solely from our own thinking about ourselves, we're so much more. But to share these people that we could closely relate with, I'm just trying to show that we are so much like everybody else with the same problems, the same issues, the same motivation and drive to overcome and accomplish. But anyways, here, good friend of mine, and also a tribute to the Potato Couches Network, here I speak with Maddie Serna, and hope you enjoy. Well, Maddie, welcome to Practice Perspective Podcast. Thank you, Timmy. And um, Michael, maybe. Uh, Timmy, Michael doesn't matter. I okay. guess uh, we could just go with both. <laughs> Let's see. So we didn't really have a plan to see what we talk about, but I guess we could start with podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Fun podcasting. Yeah. And uh, I guess just in case the viewers didn't know, you're a part of the Potato Couches. I right? am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm on uh, the Potato Couches podcast. I spell that P-A-T-A-T-O. And then couches is just normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just talk to whoever about whatever. Yeah. I got to say, you guys really inspired me because, um, I don't know, it's, it's weird when you just bring two p- people together and talk about the stuff that you like to talk about anyways. Yeah. And it's, it's funny when you just put it out there on the interwebs where it attracts more factions of those type of people to get in and listen in on the conversation. And so I got to thank you guys for uh, letting me indulge and be a little guest into uh, your guys' potato couches. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, we really enjoy it. I, I yeah. really like the, the sense of togetherness and communication yeah. and 
that kind of thing right that on. I feel when we get together and talk with people. Yeah. So tell me, how did you first get into podcasting? Like, what was your first ones that first got you into it? Uh, hmm. Well, uh, Mike, he's also on uh, Potato Couches. He's really mm-hmm. the one who um, who got us started podcasting. I guess he's probably the one who got me and I started listening podcasting yeah. to, to podcasts, too. The first one that we listened to together, can I remember the name of it? Um, and it's a it's a playcast of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. That oh, um, cool Mike so. and I listened to together. So that was fun. And um, now mostly he just uh, kind of gives me the highlights of a variety of podcasts. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think Benny too. Uh, when you guys or they first started to get into podcasts, mm-hmm. they recommended me. It's like something I don't know if it was nerd in it. Or if it was like. Uh, I can yeah. I can see the picture. Nerd poker. Nerd poker. Yeah, it was yeah. nerd poker. Yep. Yeah, that's the the yeah. playcast. That yeah, that was it. That I'm like, uh, it's cool, but I, I couldn't really get into that one. But um, I can see how some people can. Yeah, yeah it, definitely. Mike and I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, wow, dang! I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and another one we really like is uh, Criminal. It's Criminal. a Phoebe Judge podcast. It's on um, Radiotopia. Mm. I've heard of Radiotopia, yeah. Neat ones. Yeah, Yeah. so we like those. Um, I, Mike is really the one who got me into it. I didn't, um, I didn't really think of it as a, as a thing to start doing. I know, yeah, neither, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. When I first started listening to, I I think, what was it? Um, I want to say it wasn't Aubrey Marcus, but it was the Warrior Pope, uh, Warrior Poet Project Podcast, and then he just changed it back to his original name, the mm. creator of the podcast, Aubrey Marcus. But I want to say there was another one before that. But isn't it weird when you kind of just, like, listen to someone talking or, like, an interview Yeah. on the radio or, like, when you're uh, stuck in traffic and you're not listening to music nowadays? It's like, uh, I kind of want to take a rest and a break from music and just listen to this guy talk. Yeah. 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 Have, have you, did you get anything, like... Like, was it easy for you to jump into the podcast and just listen, or is it like... Yeah, I've always really enjoyed NPR. Mm, okay, so yeah, it's probably... <laughs> and so that, that's kind yeah. of... It. And my, my dad um, just has all, just always listens to NPR. NPR. So it's been on the background, in the background just yeah. my entire life. And, um, you know, I always really enjoyed Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And mm-hmm. um, my dad... I'm not really into cars, but Car Talk. My dad was always yeah. listening to Car Talk. Oh. And um, so almost it came natural to you real quick. Yeah, right? yeah. Nice. So it's just out. Oh, it's like you know, it's uh. expanded in PR. <laughs> yeah, it is, huh? And more uh, easier to do, huh? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe you guys started your own podcast. I was like, what? That I thought that was like kind of hard work. Yeah, like, it setting did. up an app, but I guess it's not that hard. Huh? It did turn out to be really easy. Yeah, yeah we. Um, I I actually st- I was in grad school and uh, I was doing a project where I was taking pictures of gardens, community gardens, mm-hmm. and then interviewing some of the people working in the gardens. So that I actually downloaded um, the app that the not the app but the the software program mm. that um, that we use to edit our Audacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I downloaded that for for um, grad school, and then Mike was like, "Oh, what's this? It's so easy!" And then he <laughs> and it was totally his idea to start the podcast. Yeah. So I even though I was kind of doing. That, you know, I put together um, some videos with the pictures and yeah. the audio together for yeah. um, for my classes and that kind of thing. But I, it hadn't occurred to me to go any further with it. Yeah. You know, it was kind of just the school project for me. And then Mike really, 
kind of took off with yeah. it. And he, you know, and he was like, we're going to do this. And he... Um, nice. And, nice. you know, for like six months, the rest of us were just like, whatever, you you know. We, all right, we'll, we'll come and talk to you. Why not? <laughs> we were just sitting around anyway. Yeah. And it's only been, you know, the last few months that mm-hmm. we started to say, okay, well, maybe this will be kind of the, the focus of our entrepreneurial activities. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, well, that's crazy of. how... It's crazy how things like just naturally lead into a creation of something, you know? And yeah. I hear a lot of entrepreneurial stories start like that, where it's like, I had no idea what I was doing with my life. I was just in college, and then I kind of started like, you know, just selling Pokemon cards. And then I did a huge business selling Pokemon cards. Horrible example, but <laughs> something like that, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. But it seems like you're natural, because I have some other people... Um, I guess because you get your um, other podcasters, I guess I could say. Uh, I had some other relatives and friends on here, and the mic, I guess, like, really got them shy. It's like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to talk about. It's like, just act natural. Just, just like me and you just having a conversation. Nothing crazy. Nothing, like, out of the norm. Just, you know, I'm just trying to get your perspective on things. Just ask you questions. Keep the conversation going. And it's, it's funny how just some of the, this equipment kind of really gets them very bashful. Yeah, so. that is, that is interesting. I've never been now. If if you told me if if this was a situation where I had to dance or anything <laughs> like that, it would be a whole different thing. Yeah. Talk, I can yeah. talk yeah. all night long and not be shy in front of big groups of people. Yeah. As long as it's talking, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like words. Now dancing, no. Anything where you know I have to hit a ball or try and get you know anything coordination. Yeah, exactly. That's not. (laughs) Then I get shy. Let me read you out of the rule book of what to do. (laughs) But Uh, talking. Yeah. I like to talk. Yeah, it's good. It's healthy too. Yeah. And I think another good thing about this is that um, it kind of brings out like a genuine connection of just good quality dialogue. You know, it it kind of forces. Uh, a good interaction instead of just like vaguely saying, hey, how you doing? What's up? You doing good? All right, later. And just going on by, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it is. That's another good thing. A deeper, and I, I've, it is kind of, it seems like a deeper, like yeah. a deeper conversation. Yeah, and just, I'm not sure what it is about recording <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, just, I don't know why without recording it, it's so much more difficult to just sit down and have a good conversation. Yeah, but yeah. But I've, I've found you that. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably, I think, I don't know, maybe just subconsciously we're aware or unaware that it's since it's being recorded and we want to share it, it's like, all right, this is this is meaningful. And yeah. uh, I guess that kind of makes us make it more meaningful, I guess, to whatever we have to say. That's the only thing I can think about it, think of. So, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, just yeah. that we have the idea that we're putting it out there for all the people on the interwebs. Yeah. That, that's in the back of our mind. and so it's. But words are cool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I never... Actually, I want to get my professor, my English professor, um, in on my podcast because he totally, this kind of got me at the idea. You know, uh, I'm sure if you had some professors where, like, you could tell they're passionate about their subject that they're teaching. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of just rubs off on you. I'm like, oh, yeah, and it gets you passionate. It's like, I used to hate English and literature and grammar and just, like, it was just so nonsense to me. But he kind of, he helped me look at it at his point of view, you know, change perspective. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, it's that's actually pretty awesome. And um, just be more aware of how 
there's different languages, a colloquialism. Like, that was never in my vocabulary. And now I understand what colloquialism is. Like, oh, like, I understand the world so much more now with everybody having their own little lingo, their own little communication um, yeah. jargon. Yeah. And so when he was telling me about English and words and just reading uh, different poems, I was like, oh, my God, poems are so poetic, they're beautiful. But I really didn't see how he saw it. And mm-hmm. I could see the fire just burning in, in, in his in his reading of whatever poem we had to read. And it, I had, I don't want to say an epiphany, but I kind of realized, like, oh, man, way back in the days, their colloquial lingo was like this. So it, it was a lot different from what it is now. And so I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it definitely helps you to uh, be more aware when you read, like, the Bible or the, yeah. the Bhagavad Gita or whatever you know, religious text there is, it's like, yeah. the way you read it, you have to, like, be aware of their colloquialism, like how we are speaking with our colloquialism. Yeah. And so, I'm I did a, words now. I did a book club um, on, like, parts of the Old Testament, and it, like, went through, like, it was a book about the Bible, and it went through and talked about, like, all these, like, hidden, like, how, wh- like, what the language would mean to, like, the Jews at oh, that yeah? time. Oh, and man, one, that's awesome. One, yeah, it was really cool. One part of it that I thought that I remember being really neat was um, there was a just a certain phrase where they were talking about, like, um, some people, the like, the promise between, like, God and the Jews. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of went back and forth. And, and um, the book pointed out that, like, that was the format for, like, the wedding vows. Mm, wow. The, and so it was yeah. like God and the, like God was like marrying, marrying the Jews. The Jews. Wow. And like, and you know, I mean, I'd never, I'd seen those quotes before, you know, I, my family wasn't really re- very religious growing up, but you know, I mean, I yeah. was around, um, the Bible and, uh, you know, I'd seen that before and just, you know, whatever. But I, and that, but that really added that did, a lot like, of meaning. That did like some breakthrough in your brain. Like, oh, like, oh, like, oh man. No yeah. wonder that, that would, that would be yeah. like meaningful to the, you know, I mean, cause we, we know like in movies, and I mean, we're really familiar with the wedding vows yeah, that people yeah. typically take. You know, you say "I do," and yeah, you know, it's a we big never deal. knew where it came from. We just kind of just know about it. Like we know that's the thing to do when you get married. Yeah, and yeah. so that was like they would have known at that time that yeah. like that particular verse in the Bible was was those words yeah. that you say when you get married, and yeah. so that adds like so many more layers of yeah. meaning to it. I thought, dang, yeah, I was actually thinking about joining a book club um, if I had the time because kind of also also makes you exercise your uh, interpretation of what you read and trying to find that colloquialism in those texts. And uh, you actually kind of reminded me, um, oh man, I totally can't get this out of my brain, but it was very similar where a lot of people say, in Jesus' name, uh, amen. And um, God, I remember reading somewhere in the Bible, or maybe I heard it from someone where... um, he says, uh, I am the way, and follow me on the way, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. And actually from my other podcasts I hear from Gnostic teachings, I guess uh, Jesus is, a, is just a title. It, it translates in Hebrew as the Anointed One. I'm like, oh. And so uh, Jesus, is actually his real, his real name was Yahshua. Mm-hmm. And so when he said that, I am the way in life, he's kind of doing it with the title, not to him directly. And, uh, and, uh, it kind of, maybe uh, it was something along those lines where I understood how people say, oh, say it in Jesus name, say amen, but not directly to Jesus, but to that anointed 
title mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was pretty interesting and so yeah like Jehovah like people have yeah, different yeah. like the different words they Jehovah Elohim um I think I also heard of Yahweh, like mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. N- different words for God. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I never knew this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, colloquialism is a pretty interesting thing. It is. Yeah. So, this is probably a good segue for not colloquialism, but communication competence. Have you heard of that? I'm sure you have. It's just. Yeah. Knowing how to communicate with certain people. <laughs> Competently? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you can't go in the hood and talk to some thug like uh, you're going to talk to a scholar in Yale. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't have that in their brains. It's like, and they uh, really have a chip on their shoulder when you can't communicate with people. Have you ever get that frustration? Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's yeah. hard communicating yeah. with people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially... Children, huh? <laughs> it is. Children are hard yeah. to communicate. It's, yeah, it's interesting watching them try so hard. Mm-hmm. When, when sometimes they can, I have a, I have a 13-month-old son. So watching mm-hmm. him try, you know, you, you know he's, and most of the time I'm just in awe at how successful he is. Yeah? At getting... I- across what he wants to communicate and then once in a while you watch him get so frustrated that he that he um but he they know and understand so much they persevere huh yeah that that struggle (laughs) yeah they they do it's so important it's so important to them and they're so enthusiastic about it and so they do they really do just keep trying it's really well I think a lot of it has to do with the parents you guys do a really good job (laughs) thank you yeah oh yeah but um oh man I can't wait to uh share the uh the podcast that I have done with Nina she just goes feels about her job and her yeah she likes she's finding it she's really doing good and she likes that stuff yeah Yeah. she does she does like it she's excited about her podcast I think that she wants to get going with parents oh yeah yeah, it's gonna be a good podcast. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I think. I think that's See true. what you guys did. You guys want you guys <laughs> made everybody just want to do their own podcast. Their own yeah, little which I think is so neat, especially because ours is just kind of so silly. Yeah. And then I think it's really cool that, um, you know, the other people are kind of mm-hmm. like, taking oh, it. I want to show own. my silly side. Yeah. Yeah. Doing yeah, that's a good thing. thing. You know what? Like a lot of people. This is kind of what I've been noticing in life. You know, we get older have responsibilities and have to pay bills and get a job and you know there's a status the standard to fulfill in here yeah. in America but um, what I've noticed is that we're still just grown ass children <laughs> we still throw like temper <laughs> tantrums in yeah. our own context you know yeah. and and we haven't really changed from being a child you know we no. still act goofy act weird but we only do that like with our very close friends you know who are comfortable showing that with yeah and um I'm going to try to reveal that <laughs> more often. Not only from me, but from other people. Yeah. 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 Get it to come yeah. out. Yeah. I, um, this is kind of just a, just a, something I've been thinking about. And I don't know. I just thought that maybe someday you would be, you would be up for it. Because I was listening on NPR. This was a long time ago. Like, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago. Um, 
to somebody who went to a, a, a group, a club in New York City. Mm-hmm. And once a month, this group rents out like a restaurant in, uh, in New York City. They must have a lot of money. Yeah. And, they, um, and they bring towels and it's like a, it's a nudist group. Oh, yeah? And so oh. they rent out the restaurant and everybody comes and they eat together naked. And they talked a lot about how um, they felt like such a strong connection. And, you know, the NPR yeah. reporter guy was like, it was really cool. <laughs> and you know, he was like, it wasn't like weird sexual yeah, thing like yeah. I thought it was going to be. He was like, I don't know, he talked about how it like really helped to deepen communication. Yeah. And I thought that would be an interesting thing to try on a podcast. Um, not right now. <laughs> of course. Um, not necessarily with you, just in general. No, no. Um, that's totally something I would love to do. Yeah. You know, I, my, that's, I'm very fascinated <laughs> with crazy weird stuff like that. Yeah. I thought yeah. it might be up your alley. So sometime. That's definitely up my alley. Sometime yeah. we, could, uh, we could plan that. Get, yeah. a, get a group together who would be receptive. <laughs> that would be a good podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah. It would be yeah. interesting. It's just kind of... <laughs> Because we don't realize how much goes into communication with body language and even clothes and yeah. just, you know, like all the little accessories of how we express ourselves. And that's just stripping them down to the their, their actual self. Yeah. And it actually reminds me of a, a spiritual getaway. And um, it, was a, it wasn't like a, a, a nude beach, but it was like a, some campground in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. where... I think for a week or two, or I don't know however, how long, but they, they just, they're all naked. They're all naked. There's activities to do. There's, you know, socialize, but it wasn't sexual in any way. It's just being naked and being comfortable with your body. It's just like, it's so nice to just be comfortable with your body and just like not having things sexual or derogatory towards it. It's just yeah. like, oh, it makes, you have a warm and fuzzy inside. It's like, be naked. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's weird, but um, I understand that. You know, yeah. I, I think know. it. I think it's just also it can be like less to to worry about like yeah. it's a, over a longer period of time like that because mm-hmm. I know you know when you get up in the morning you say oh I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this yeah. and then you have to think about you know like what are you going to wear to yeah. prepare for all these different things. And oh man, especially in LA, it's just like oh I want to go eat here, but I just got done at the gym, so it's like I know you'll just get weird looks at going to some little fancy place in Beverly Hills like mm-hmm. take a shower and get a facelift first before you come have this $20 croissant yeah <laughs> and so yeah just yeah small stuff like that yeah mm. it's worse in LA just I'm how sure you're gonna be. yeah I'm I'm from Nevada yeah <laughs> <laughs> and in Nevada I one of my most favorite things about Nevada it's beautiful but another really great thing is that um in Nevada, you can't make assumptions about how much money people have based mm-hmm. on how they dress. That's awesome. <laughs> and so you can just wear, I, really, almost anywhere in the state, you can wear whatever you want, anywhere you go. <laughs> and you can go into the nicest restaurants, yeah. and or you can dress crazy fancy and go to Walmart, and people don't really, yeah. eh. It's, I don't know that's, what exactly no, it that's, is about that's Nevada. No, that's good, yeah. I've... I've Actually, I kind of noticed that up in Reno. Yeah. yeah. It's just more laid back and maybe because it's smaller, smaller city, it's not as crowded with crazy yeah. like L.A. And, and actually being in L.A. kind of made me realize how small Phoenix is and just Phoenix is pretty huge spread yeah. out. Of course, when you like combine Mesa, Gilbert, Chandler, but like still it's pretty small compared to L.A. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Interesting. Yeah, it is. It isn't. And I think on the, I haven't spent much time back east, but I think it's like a whole nother level of having to oh, yeah, dress it is. appropriately. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I could not get. Yeah, I was spending some time in North Carolina. I could not get used to the humidity at all. Mm. I just born and raised in you know, scorching Arizona. Just you really appreciate the dry heat. <laughs> you can't escape the humidity. It's like wherever you go, you're just always sweating and sticky mm. and not nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, there's another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, because I went to the Marine Corps first. Mm-hmm. You joined the GI Bill to uh, get educated now and totally look at education and school totally different now. So I want to get your experience, your perspective of uh, your college life and how you went and um, did huh. in school. Yeah, on yeah. school. I, I love school. School was designed for people like me. <laughs> I am a wonderful student. Yeah? And I do, nice, I nice. do enjoy it. It's it's fun to be in an yeah. environment where you excel. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I always had a pretty positive view. You know, I mean, yeah, I I did well. You know, I learned the information that was presented. But mm-hmm. now that I, um, you know, I kind of I kept going to school and lot you know lots of school. I did lots of school. And I I don't know. That overall, the way we have our school set up is really all that beneficial oh, yeah. Yeah. to uh, to society in general. Like I said, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody, yeah. and it's not. I don't even really think that it that it was a great thing for me that I was great at school. Like, oh yeah. I don't even think it hasn't led me to. Um, you know, a career that I have been able to find and enjoy. It hasn't led me to a place where I, you know, I make enough money to be comfortable. And I think maybe, maybe it used to. Yeah. Because, you know, I went to school and I listened to my te- My parents were teachers. Um, you know, I have lots of relatives who were teachers. A lot of my parents' friends were teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, I have so- all the adults or many of the adults that I was surrounded by as a kid were all teachers. And the school system says, you know, go to college, go mm-hmm. go and do well in high school, and then go to college and do well in college, and you will get a job that, that will work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, my husband is also very well educated. Yeah. And, you know, we both did that. We're both good students, and we did what they said, and it that has not turned out to be true for yeah. us at all. We have not been able to find jobs that work for us, that give us enough money mm-hmm. that we can... Uh, that we can take care of our kids and pay yeah. for a nice house. We have we haven't experienced that at all. And I think you know my parents. They did. That's what happened to them. They yeah. went to school. They did well. They got good jobs, and they made more than enough money to yeah. get all of the things that they needed. And that, yeah, and that was before all the social medias, and just it was definitely easier at those times. Yeah, it was yeah. just. A, I mean, it was just a different time. And yeah. I, you know, I I listened, and I kind of just kept listening. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. I kept going to school. And yeah, well, you're not the only one. Yeah. Tons of other people are like and that, too. I, I think that school is good, yeah. but I, I think that the way we've set it up so that school is kind of this... Necessity to... Get a job. Get a job, yeah. It's, I, it's weird. It is weird. I think yeah. that learning is great. And yeah, I, And yeah. I think that trying to create an environment where people learn is really good. But yeah. then I think all the professions where... You know, you're required to get this license and you're required to get mm-hmm. this degree. I don't know. I don't think it's a great no, yeah. great scenario. And I also think there are a lot of things that I didn't that I didn't learn because mm-hmm. I was in school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like my um, like I, I didn't I couldn't cook. 
And I'm like, my grandma was a wonderful cook. And, um, you know, I'd come home and eat her food, but I was at school all day. So yeah. she didn't teach me how to cook because I wasn't there. Yeah. And I, I think I, my kids aren't going to school. Yeah? No, no. no? Um, like college or like? I don't know about college. They can, they'll be big then. <laughs> they'll, they'll decide. Oh, so you're talking about like, like homeschooling? Yeah, or like, yeah, we're oh. definitely homeschooling. Oh, yeah? Oh, definitely okay. homeschooling them. Okay, yeah, well, that's awesome because that's more of a, um, I just hear like great benefits for being homeschooled. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's just so much time the way they have public school set up. Yeah, and I think that it's if an, you, I think it's also another way to just pull out money out of out of, out of people. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think the the college, yeah. the college level, oh, yeah, I think that's definitely true. Yeah. And 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 it the at the even the public schools, you know, their their whole goal, all the administration and all of that, they are they set the school up not to benefit any group of people, but to get as much funding as they possibly can from a variety of sources. Whether just the typical federal funding or grants or yeah. all kinds of different things. And so, you know, you see, my you you see that that doesn't benefit the kids for the most part. Yeah, the students just aren't getting, especially in in poor neighborhoods, yeah. poor urban areas. I was uh, I was one of those students. I barely passed high school just with the skin. I just cheated on my government final, and and I barely, just the skin of my teeth, just barely passed high school. Cause back in that time, it's just no one likes to be told what to do. Yeah, and especially just like how we're, we're saying communication competence, you have to really communicate thoroughly to have someone understand and. There's not there's good teachers and there's bad teachers and and just yeah my mindset and being so young at school I didn't see it as beneficial I didn't see it as like oh yeah I gotta do this I, I mean I vaguely did but it's not what I wanted to do you know mm-hmm. I'd rather just like have fun with my friends and I tried to be a badass so I smoked a lot of weed and that didn't really help me out I think <laughs> it slowed me down in in high school but um I think it definitely helped me in other areas be more creative and more. Uh, uh, abstract thinking to myself, self-reflecting, but uh, I guess in the, the standard norm of how society got structured the way it was, school was not for me. Yeah. And I was totally one of those kids that just didn't take it seriously, just more tedious work to do that I just had to get out of and just... But now, little grown-up, got a squared away mindset from the Marine Corps. Totally look at it different. But I could totally see how it's just like... It's not for everybody, yeah. and, and you have to have a desire to want to learn. And I think you're right when, like, you want to learn. Being educated is the most beneficial someone could do, the most benefiting thing someone could do. But sometimes school is not that approach. Yeah. Yeah. So I got like most of my knowledge from books in the the New Age section in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, you're right. It doesn't teach you everything, like how to cook or how to. Um, fix a car or like what to do with taxes I still don't really know what to do with taxes yeah, <laughs> I kind of just follow a couple questions is, I feel like those are the things the taxes especially <laughs> yeah. that's, what it, that's what it should do yeah yeah I I think that school right now in the United States is mostly a publicly funded daycare system <laughs> Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily bad. But no, I, I don't no, know yeah. why we can't uh, separate it. Yeah. Okay, these kids need publicly funded daycare. Here's the publicly funded daycare. 
everyone needs a little bit of school. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be able to read. If you're going to be a good citizen in a democracy, you should understand how your government works. Yeah. And, you know, that they could teach you a few things like how to do your taxes. Because that would be good to know. Yeah. And yeah. Th- I don't really think that they need to be teaching you any more than that. Yeah. And really, you know, if you... If you let a kid go at there, at least with my with my kids, it seems like, you know, there's very little that they they need to learn something. Mm-hmm. If you wait until the moment when they're ready to learn it, because I I would like to send my daughter to school, mm-hmm. you know, like I I enjoyed school, but kindergarten now is the full day, yeah, everywhere near where we live, and there are, you know there's no option for half day, and I just. I don't need daycare, you know, mm-hmm. and I've worked hard to set my life up so that I don't need daycare for my kids. Mm-hmm. And it makes me mad that there's no option for me that isn't also daycare. Yeah. Because I want to yeah. send, you know, just school a couple hours a week. That's really all they need. Mm-hmm. But that's not a choice because yeah. they've, they've decided to squish daycare and, and public school together. Yeah. And that's not. Yeah. yeah. I think just the generation before us, uh, it was easier for them to just have that combined. And, uh, cause I was totally just after school, I went to, uh, parks and rec, the after school mm-hmm. program, cause single mother just worked 24 yeah. seven. And there's a lot of single mothers out there that do that. But I think as time progressed, you could, you just see different factions of different, you know, everybody has their own story, you know, yeah. and just, and not one thing worked out for everybody. Yeah. And so, this is this is when changes need to occur when, yeah, it's when too, stuff like that it's gets too bigger. It's too one size fits all. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I'm not mad that we're no, providing yeah. the, the daycare. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's. I don't think it's necessarily bad for the yeah. government to be providing that. But, but I'm I'm upset that that's my only choice. Yeah, yeah. That I don't yeah. have another place that I can send send yeah. my daughter where she can because I think that. I think that the United States is a really neat country. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really, I think the place that school can have as, you know, bringing people together mm-hmm. and, and creating a common ground and all that, I yeah. think that's really neat and potentially valuable. And so it, it is upsetting to me that there is not an option that I feel comfortable sending my kid to. Well, I guess I think you uh, found your second entrepreneurial project to do. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's not there. You just sometimes you got to do it yourself. Maybe yeah, that's, create it. Yeah, that's when all the hard work comes in and <laughs> create something in the world and the universe. But yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. That's good. Yeah. yeah, we covered a lot of ground. What, what did we all talk? We talked about a lot of stuff, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about yeah. Lots. I don't know how to read this. I don't know how long we've been going. <laughs> Me neither. So, ooh, Garage Band. Well. Maddie, thank you for um, partaking in my Practice Perspective podcast. Sure I understand. Oh, shit, Siri, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for uh, joining me in this Practice Perspective podcast. And, uh, and um, I guess for uh, my audience, where could they reach you? Oh, yeah, I can be uh, my uh, website. Our website is patatocouches.com, P-A-T-O, P-A-T-O. <laughs> P-A-T-A-T-O and then couches.com and uh, you can also find me as a Maddie Melrose Serna on Facebook um, and yeah you can contact me on the website that's pretty easy I'd like to thank uh, Potato Couches for uh, 
being in tribute to this Practice Perspective podcast. Yeah. And um, that was awesome, yeah. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you, you. It was good. That I enjoyed it. That was a good it. one. That was good. Shit, man, I did too many times. It's good to go.